Well, welcome back to Harmonize Your Life, Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast. We're so excited to welcome you to season eight. Yes, I cannot believe we are beginning season number eight on the Harmonize Your Life podcast. Thank you all for the way you have um, you have engaged with us over these past two years since we have begun this podcast um, in 2020. We began right at the top of the pandemic in March of 2020, and we've been going strong, strong ever since um, that first episode on March 2nd, 2020. We've gone through season one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, and now we are at season eight. And I want you to know that um, these conversations are just getting better, more intriguing, more informative. Uh, you're going to laugh, cry. Um, you're going to think. You're going to strategize uh, concerning your own self-care, health, and wellness. It is going to be a wonderful season. So listen, we'll be right back to begin with our first episode of season eight right after this. Well, let's begin. So I'm excited to have in the podcast studio with me a rather new acquaintance. Um, uh, we met by way of, of uh, email, social media, this, this technology, te uh, technological revolution that we are in is providing us opportunities to connect with women and men all over the world who are interested in issues of self-care, health, wellness. Uh, I mean, just fabulous men and women that we've been able to engage with. And I'm so glad today that we have a very intriguing guest with us today. And I know you're going to be blessed by our conversations as I have already been blessed by my engagement and conversations with her. So I want to bring to you today Nikita Wren Thickpin. Um, Nikita is on a mission to build stronger families that leave new multi-generational imprints witnessed from the ripples of love, empathy, adventure, victory, and edification they create from wholeness. Nikita's number one balance and relationship, she is the, she is the number one balance and relationship advisor in the world, activating power couples, married women entrepreneurs, and a few bold leaders who are ready to recalibrate their own right to be intentionally selfish, to amplify relationships, intimacy, and to live fully. After a successful career helping families push through trials caused by trauma, uh, lost confidence and communication challenges, impacting intimacy uh, within their relationships, Nikita, 
broke barriers and glass ceilings when she decided to break free from outdated expectations and binding patriarchal definitions that limit the ability to self-actualize. Formerly trained as a licensed clinical social worker, Nikita architect her care professional, her core professional skill set as psychotherapist, trauma specialist, sexology and relationship expert, which strategically infused tenets of coaching to set a new bar and create ripples inside the personal development industry. She is uh, the host of the Become Bold, Boldly podcast, an international best-selling author of the book, Selfish, Permission to Pause, Live, Love, and Laugh Your Way to Joy. Will you help me welcome Nikita, this transformative speaker and CEO of Fig Pro Balance and Relationship Management Institute. Welcome to the Harmonize Your Life podcast, Nikita. Oh, thank you, Dr. Tony. It is an honor to be here. I'm so grateful we were able to get those very productive, I won't say busy, productive schedules aligned to make this happen today. <laughs> yes, because you know, when you are a, a man or woman of many I call it multi-passionate. Yes. We have many passions and many roles that we play, mm -hmm. right? And so, yeah, sometimes it's trying to coordinate those things. And then in the midst of that, we both took some time off. That's right. I was off the whole month of August. Mm -hmm. and you, you were off pretty much the, the month of August yourself. Yeah. And so when we met, it was right before we both took our break. Mm -hmm. and, um, and we promised to get back together. And I'm so glad that you um, accepted our invitation to be our first guest for season eight. Yes. <laughs> I love it. And what a primal season to be honored to be placed in because we know biblically eight is a powerful number. Yes. So thank you for that. Yeah. The number of new beginnings. Yes. Right. Yes. All right. So Nikita, I am so excited about having you in the studio today and um, about our conversation around your, you, you've termed a phrase um, in, entitled intentionally selfish. Yeah. And you know, this podcast is um, about self-care, mm -hmm. health, mm -hmm. wellness, and um, you, you um, when we, when we met, we talked about how similar we yeah. are in, in our message yeah. and, and what we want to give to people through the work that we do. Mm -hmm. So share some of your story and tell us why you are passionate about this whole issue. Why are you, why are you passionate about your work through this whole balance and relationship advisement that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start with my core belief, I, I truly believe and our company believes that the strongest families are led by people who are bold enough to be intentionally selfish. So backing up a little bit, I took a word that historically has been created to hold us down as a human race. Mm -hmm. We could just end that right there. Mm -hmm. To go a little deeper, it was put in our lexicon in about the 1600s by a Pentecostal bishop who was approached by his parishioners that were women asking for permission because in the 1600s, that's what you did. You asked the leadership of whatever your stable religion was for permission to do anything that wasn't quite clear 
in whatever text you were following. In this case, it, it happened to be the Bible. Uh, they asked for permission to tell their husbands no around having sex if they weren't in the mood, if they weren't interested, if they just wanted some time, some space. And the Pentecostal bishop relayed back, you are selfish if you tell your husband no, because it is a privilege to have a husband. And in lay terms, you are chattel, you are his property. Mm -hmm. And so unless you are pushing a child out of your vagina mm -hmm. or you are on your menstruation or menses, you don't have a right to say no. And that word got in our lexicon because of that reason. And centuries go by and we have passed on the egotistical version of that word of yourself absorbed, which I do think that that's slightly, you know, not even slightly, that's a very different thing. You can absolutely be self-absorbed, right? Mm -hmm. uh, which is not healthy or good in, in any kind of way, in my opinion. But you don't necessarily have to be selfish because you choose to honor your body and your space and your time and your need to be empowered to make a decision about something that is better for you than maybe it is for someone else. So once I found that and the, the word itself, the word selfish downloaded into my spirit when I was praying and asking God, like, what am I going to name the first book that I write? I really don't know when I tell my story. What I'm, and the word selfish populated in my my space and I was I had a visceral reaction like selfish <laughs> the opposite of self right because I'm still tethered to that patriarchal definition too because I hadn't done the research I, I didn't know um and of course God led me to everything that I needed and it clarified it and showed me the text and the history and, and all of it and once I realized that the feminist in me, <laughs> the warrior in me, the woman in me was like, oh, I don't think so. That is absolutely not something that I'm going to be tethered to. And, you know, it took a little work and a little journeying for me to pair it with being intentional, like purposefully to, to have it as that categorical phrase. But the reason I decided to do it is I was like, I have to redefine this. Because yeah. we as women are holding each other down. Oh, you weren't available to talk to me. Why are you being selfish about your time? Why aren't you coming to my fifth wedding, my fourth divorce party, my 18th great rank baby shower? Like, what do you mean you're too quote unquote booked and busy? And we use this to hold each other down. And of course, because we are the mother of sons that become men, that become husbands, that become fathers, we've also taught them that that word is a bad word and that you're not supposed to give yourself time and spaciousness. So I redefined it. I redefine a lot of things because I feel like, why not? Somebody put these words in, a, in the dictionary, right? Why not me? Uh, why not? Exactly. Uh, so intentionally selfish has been reframed and redefined by me as a personal intimate gift to create joy. Okay. So it is your the mm -hmm. personal intimate gift, gift. Mm -hmm. to create joy. To create joy. I love that. To I create joy. That. Thank you. Intimate gift. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. So what you and I did this summer, you know, I take a six week self-lovecation. The whole company does every summer. And then we do another three week kind of winter solstice at the end. Mm -hmm. That's selfish. Right. We are not available to do the normal things that we would do to help people the way that we love helping people. And we do it for different reasons. My reason is specifically so I can recalibrate and realign. Yeah. I'm pouring out a lot, as I know you do, Dr. Tony, in many different ways with all the hats that you also wear. We're constantly pouring. 
Well, I don't want to not only pour from an empty cup, I don't want to become resentful because I'm giving so much, but I haven't created that space, that intimacy with myself so I can do my work. Yeah. I got ego too. I need to check myself too. I need to be recalibrated, realigned, get in step, order, you know, decency and order. And sometimes because of our schedules and our productiveness and all of it, you can get lost. You can lose yourself. You can dim yourself. You can stop listening, right? Like you, you had a couple of things that you listened to, you went with, but in my belief, and I know yours as well, God is talking to you all the time. Mm-hmm. And if we only listened to chapter one, but we didn't finish the rest of what he was saying, because we were so booked and busy yeah. and we didn't have that intimacy here, let alone here, we're going to miss a whole lot of things and make some mistakes and maybe even potentially hurt some people because we don't even have the spaciousness we need to be authentic and kind and honest. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that. So I know you took your, your self-location version of your time mm-hmm. to do your own work and to have that spaciousness for yourself. And that's exactly what we do it for too. And it's what I teach people to do in various different ways through working with the couples and the women entrepreneurs, because yeah. those are the change makers. Yeah. And we want to make sure that those change makers are creating a ripple of change that is healthy and whole from a heal from a healed self, not creating more generational curses that our children's children's children will then have to break. And then we're passing on uh, burnout, right? We're passing on right uh, sicknesses and diseases, right? Uh, that we that that many times we could have avoided if we had just been intentionally selfish. Yes, um, space to be creative. Uh, we, you know what I'm saying? All yes. these things help us when, you know, Ashley, I, I'm one of the, um, um, the psychologists or coaches that I follow, her name is Ashley Ad, uh, um, Adler or Eatler. She says that self, self-care is really other-centered. Mm-hmm. And I put, I always say it like this. And when I, when I talk about self-care, self-care is not only a gift to you, but it's a gift to everybody else in your world. And so when we say we're being intentionally selfish, it doesn't mean we don't care about other people, but actually when I see my, when I, when I recognize who I am and my gift to the world, my gift to my family, my gift to the work that God has called me to do, then I must take care of this gift. Absolutely. So that I can be the best wife, the best mother, the best pastor, the best girlfriend, daughter, sister, whatever it is that God is calling me to be in that moment, whatever hat I'm wearing. So like you said, so I can avoid resentment. Yes. So I can avoid burnout, frustration, anger, and all those things and be refilled on a regular basis. Yes. You know, we say, I don't want to pour from an empty cup, but why do we have to let the cup get empty? Exactly. And that, and part of that are the expectations of the world, whoever is in our world. Right. And that, you know, let's be honest, that could be our kids. That yeah. can be our, you know, our forever lover. If you happen to be in a relationship, that can be your parents, depending on, you know, and honestly, that's not even dependent on age, because if you are blessed to have your your parents with you, even as they're aging, they might downright still be talking to you like you 15 instead of you being 55, right? Like, you know, and have these expectations on your time that aren't honoring the person that you, you've arrived to in this hour, as well as who you're trying to evolve into. 
woman of God to woman of God, and this isn't a conversation I have often, I would love to have you think about for a second the part of the Bible that we we both know where Jesus says, pray for me. I'm going up in here. Uh-huh. I, I got I got something, something to do. I got some taken care of, right? Uh-huh. I'm going to get filled up. I'm going to go be with my father. I need you to hold me down. You down, you stay here. Y'all pray for me. I'm going up here. Yeah, yeah. And they so selfish that in, in, in the old school way that they go to sleep, right? Like they, they not on duty. They not on guard. But Jesus separated himself from all the miracles, all the work that he could have been doing. He could have been walking, 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 letting people touch to him in his garden, be healed, you know. But he said, I have a greater work to do. And I need this time, this intimacy right here with my God, with me to make sure that I am in alignment and I'm doing it. To me, Jesus was being intentionally selfish in that moment for the greater work. I Not mean, because he didn't love us. Right. You know what I mean? Actually, Jesus is the greatest model of self-care. Absolutely. When the time of healing and feeding and doing miracles was over, Jesus had a, he obeyed a deeper rhythm. Yes. He, he knew, he, he knew when it was time to work, but he also knew when it was time to pull away. Mm-hmm. He obeyed a deeper rhythm. As a matter of fact, in one account, you know, in that one uh, account where the, the disciples get on the boat and they get, and they come into a storm on the boat. Yes. But the Bible mm-hmm. says when they went to find Jesus, he was at the bottom of the boat. Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> Resting. <laughs> they had to wake him up out of a sleep. Mm-hmm. And how many of us, do not sleep. We don't rest. We feel like we got to always be on. We got to always be running. Here, there, 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 I'm yawn and just all over the place. Mm-hmm. So Jesus taught us um, about resting, about yes. pulling away, about um, prioritizing. Yes. Yes. You know, even when they call for him, when Martha and Mary, his good friends call for him to come see about last Come on. Go. Come on. Until mm-hmm. it was time to go. Mm-hmm. And so, he wasn't moved by other people's expectations and emergencies. Right. Moved by the will of God. Right. And I think that we um, sometimes miss that because we don't pull away and we don't pray and we don't spend time with ourselves or with God or, or you know, having that time to center mm-hmm. ourselves. We miss those moments. And so we, we live by emergencies and everybody else's demands. And you know what I'm saying? A, a thousand percent. The work without the faith. Jesus, in our opinion, was led by the faith and also understood that the work was important, but it was led by the faith. A lot of us, and I first partaker of that, I was caught in that storm, so to speak, too, where work was the work. It was work, work with the faith was in the back end. The faith was trailing behind the work. Work was all of it, which is why you could sleep and rest in the midst of a tsunami that's hitting you because your faith said we're going to be all right. The, whatever work was needed to be done was already done when this when this boat was built to make sure there were no holes in it. That was the work. I did the work. Now let the faith garner. Y'all so busy trying to think, what you want me to do? What do you want me to do? The faith is already covering us. And I feel like that happens a lot for us individually and in our ambitions and our relationships. And as leaders in our various ways that we lead in this world, we're often led by the work, the busyness, the being booked and busy, the go, the go, do, do. And, and the faith is trailing. Busy that we're impactful or that we're making a difference. And busyness and impact are not necessarily the same thing. I agree. Mm-hmm. And um um and 
this modern Western world that we live in makes us think, particularly as as uh, people of faith, right, and women and men, often make us think the busier we are, the more spiritual we are, and that's not the case. So not the case. Spirituality does not always equate to the same thing. As a matter of fact. Sometimes I believe it could be one of the biggest deterrents of our spiritual life, mm-hmm. our, our busyness. So I, I love your, I love how you have deconstructed mm-hmm. um, and redefined selfish. Thank you. Selfish. And I appreciate the, um, the way you have, um, the way you have explained it and the way you are modeling it in your Thank own you. life. Now, I, I want to talk to you about another word, um, because we're talking about words and words matter. Yes, they do. Uh, and words mean different things to mm-hmm. different people at different times. So um, you you also, um, in your bio, it said that you were a balance advisor, mm-hmm. balance and, re- and relationship advisor. Now, I don't really subscribe to the term balance mm-hmm. anymore. I used to. Yeah. I, I'm, I My term now is harmony, thus yeah. harmonize your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, I, I use the term harmony because I, number one, I have a musical background. Ah. I come from a musical family. Um, mm-hmm. My husband is a musician. My children are. I'm a singer. Um, so I, mm-hmm. I, I, when I think of harmony, I think of things that may not necessarily look like they belong together, but mm-hmm. uh, the conductor knows how to bring it all together on a yeah. score or music or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the tension sometimes in our lives. Balance sometimes seems to be very unachievable mm-hmm. and certainly seems un- unsustainable. Yeah. So balance suggests that we have equal distribution of weight mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Balance out. But life is not packaged so neatly like That's that. That's true. So I use the term bal- uh, harmony. Mm-hmm. But I want to know how do you define balance? You, you know I have a whole thing for this, right? <laughs> And, and, how you define balance. Yeah, and it's I don't actually, have to chunk the word all together, but I want to your your take on it. You definitely don't. I, I think uh, once I share the formula that I have for balance, specifically work life balance, and and how I, I guess I'll say I didn't think I redefined it, but um, gave it a formula that actually complements the way that you see harmony and the rhythm and dancing and flowing together. Okay. Uh, when I visualize harmony, that's what I yeah, see. Um, right. And not having a musical background, you know, okay. I, I see that. So for me, I, I hear a lot. You're you're definitely in good company with a lot of fantastic people that I've met in my life that are like, balance is a myth, Nikita. That is not a thing. It is it's something else. I do think that in this case is semantics because it's okay. really about how you apply it to yourself, right? Okay. Okay. Um, so for me, balance is a, a mathematical formula. I'm a polymath. So I, I think in acronyms, mnemonics and numbers and, and all kinds of things. Okay. But if you just visualize the letter T for Tony. Okay. Over B like boy. Okay. T over B. That's, that's the visual of the formula equals B like boy. Okay. The first T is for your truth. If you admit the truth of what you really want in this world, Okay. of who you feel like you are meant to be, who you're supposed to become, the things you're supposed to accomplish before God willing you leave this earth prayerfully many, many, many moons away from today. Uh-huh. Admit that truth and then create the boundaries that you need to achieve that truth as reality. 
okay. then you are in that B, that balance. I get it. And for me, it's definitely, and I agree with you. There is no such thing as 50-50. There ain't no relationship 50-50. Your parents and your kids, and you don't love them 50-50. You love them. You love them differently according to their personalities, right? When it comes to your man, if you're in a relationship, which I know both of us are, mm-hmm. when you're in a relationship that I've been my husband since we were 17, ain't nothing ever been 50-50. Dinner, cooking together ain't 50-50. Somebody is stripping more of the peas than somebody else, right? Like it's always a, a 60, 40, 70, 30, 80, 20. My, my, my husband and I do marriage coaching. Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, of course, as pastors, we've sat in couples and we've married, mm-hmm. do premarital counseling and all that. And we tell them marriage is not 50-50. That's some right. days it's 60-40, some That's days right. it's 70-30, and some days you giving 70, he giving 30, and <laughs> we know how to make it work. Go ahead. That's, that's right. That's right. I'm like, yes. And ultimately, to do it well, you're giving 100% of yourself in whatever your portion. What If you're that 20% a day, you're 100% of you in that 20%, right? And and vice versa, what, whatever that case is, when you're really showing up lovingly and reciprocity and in kindness and all the things yeah. that preach into the choir, I know you, you do with your couples. If you are doing that, then you have balance. Okay. If you are living to someone else's expectation and you're not admitting the truth, if you're still trying to uh, appease what your, I don't know, your high school choreography trainer said you were too thick in the hips to be able to do that kind of move or your athletic coach said you weren't strong enough to do this or your science teacher said you'll never be that or your parents said you you shouldn't do this thing you got to do this other thing in order to be successful if you're still living to their expectation of you then you're always going to feel out of balance because no matter what you do is good enough you're always striving to hit a marker that's not even in the chapter of life you should be living because it's not your truth. So no matter how successful, no big the bank account, the portfolio, no how many people rave about you, say your name, you never feel completely connected to that. And it doesn't fuel you or empower you because it's not your truth. And you don't have any boundaries for it because you never really made the space with that intentionally selfish, right? The space to see what expanded. And I don't think boundaries should be limiting. They should be expansive enough so that you can achieve whatever it is that you were designed here before you were stitched together in your mother's womb. You were designed with a purpose and a plan, whether your plan was to live two seconds, two hours, or 200,000 years there was a purpose for that, for each and every breath in your body. I believe that mm-hmm. and everything you were supposed to do. And we do have to create boundaries, which means, you know what, favorite cousin, I can't come to your fifth wedding or your fourth divorce party because I have a purpose work to do. Now, what I will do is I'll send you a gift. We'll go out to lunch at a different time where I don't have to travel across the world 12 hours and, you know, do all the things. I will. I love you. I'm going to make space for you, but I can't do it this way that day on your time because it's out of alignment with the truth of who I am. Now, I'm not saying you got to get that whole sentence to everybody who asks you to do something. But from an internal space of creating that balance for yourself, for me, that's all balance is, is who am I? Who am I becoming? Who am I right now? And where am I trying to go? Let me create some boundaries so I can get there. That's my balance. No matter how full or quiet my schedule is, as long as I am going towards my truth, I feel good. 
I feel good when I have a lot of white space on my calendar because the things I did do, oh, I'm hitting the mark. I'm I'm on it. I'm checking things off that matter, not just a long to-do list. Because at the end of the hour, when we all go under, because if you are born, you will go under. When we go under this ground, whatever way that looks like for your family rituals, do you want people to say she got a lot of stuff done every day? Or do you want to say she transformed lives? She helped people create harmony. She helped them tap in and, and establish powerful families that changed the world and put dents in this universe. You know what I'm saying? This For is me. That's balance. <laughs> This is so good. So it's creating those boundaries yes. that help you live out that truth. Yes. That truth of who you are, who God's called you to be. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. And the work that God yes. has called us to do in the earth. Wow. I love that's, that's that dance, Dr. Tony, that you were talking about. That yep. harmony in our logo. It's, we have yep. an infinity sign, which is representing just what you said. It's that dance. Our music, right? So this whole mm -hmm. thing, and, and um, just to kind of um, reiterate what you said about balance with this whole harmony thing, when you look at a score of music, you see rest notes, you see uh, crescendos, you see uh, no, you see um, uh, silent notes where we're not saying anything, you know. Nice. And you you see you see um, you know when you you see quarter notes, whole notes, half notes, all of it's on the score. But what makes it work is the conductor, mm. the one who's conducting the piece, the one who's playing the piece, the one who's yes. singing it, the artist. You make that score come alive, yes. and so. Um, and it's the same thing with our lives, with our purpose, you know, God being the master conductor of our lives, right? Amen. But play a part. We're on this stage. I'm on this stage. And so I have to, you know, bring, bring my best to it. Bring, you know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, the and, and my best may not look the same every day. That's <laughs> true. That's true. I mean, that's, that's and human. Else's best is my, my best. Right. You know, when my kids were in school, we would tell them, you don't have to be an A student. You just have to do your best work. Now, if a C is your best work, A, then that's it. But if I know you you have potential for a B or an A, and I know you're not living up to that potential, then that's where we have some issues. Wow, this is- I promise you, Dr. Tony, you're living in my head right now because my <laughs> youngest daughter lives with us. She's a senior in college. If she would have heard you said what you just, she was like, "That is that my mom talking? That's exactly what we told our kids. Exactly what you said. Your best. I don't believe in you competing with anyone else except no, for you. No, no, no. Mm, 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 mm. Well, my You're living daughter, in my head. <laughs> I, my daughter uh, is in grad school. At, um, Ariel is at Ohio State. Nice. And um, before she left last year, she graduated from Spelman um, and she left to go to um, Ohio and before she left, we went to we went to lunch. She and I, just the two of us. Nice. And I sat with her and I said, now listen, you do not have to go into this program. If you, if you, if you, you if you don't want to go, you don't yeah. have to go. Not that she was thinking about not going, but I wanted her to know. And I said to her, and if you go and find out this is not the program for you, you can come home. Yes. And I said to her, because there is no more, you, we can be no more proud of you than we already are. Right. Not that you won't do more things that we'll be proud of, but in other words, I'm not going to love you any more than I already do. 
I, I'm not, you know, I already love you. Yes. And so you don't have to earn anymore. You don't have to earn my love. Mm-mm. You don't have to do more for me to love you more or any of that. All of that's settled. And yes. that's the way it is with God, you know, it's settled. And yes. so what we have to do is play into the part, play into the role, be who God has called us to be. We don't have to do more, say more, get more crowns on our star in our in our in our uh, more stars in our crown. That's we don't right. have to get more degrees and you just gotta at some point know when you are I'm enough. Yes. If I never do anything else, I am enough, right? That doesn't mean I have more more things to aspire to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it but my self-worth and my self-esteem is not tied to getting more or amassing exactly. more. Yeah. So th- this is, this is good. This is good. I love this. You, you know, you talked about empowering women and empowering your audience to be intentionally selfish Yes. in order to uh, identify, uh, amplify intimacy and to live fully into our call. So talk to us about self, the guilt that m- many women, the guilt, the shame, yeah. resentment, anger, fear that we come into oftentimes when we're being intentionally selfish. How do you coach your, your clients? And what do you say to men and women or a woman that's listening here today and say, Oh, that sounds really good. But Mm -hmm. when I'm off, when I'm intentionally selfish, I feel bad. Yeah. Guilty. I feel shame. I feel like I should be doing something. Yeah. What would you say to that person? I would say a few, a few things. And thank you for creating this space for this conversation, because you and I both know from our off green room conversations that it's, it's so necessary because there's so many women that yeah. need to have that permission to release their success, to release who they were called to be if they felt like they couldn't prior to listening to your show right now in whatever moment that they're hearing it. I hear you. For a lot of the, the women and the men, those brave men that we work with when they show up as our power couples or sometimes through the bold leadership stuff that we do in corporate, this comes up a lot with, you know, I feel guilty when I'm not working or, you know, like you said, I feel shame, which are two different avenues of some serious trauma that's happening below the surface. And part of my background, as you know, is a clinical social worker and a trauma specialist before all the other acumen things that I added on there, but trauma is what bred me in in terms of that being my specialty. That's the foundation for everything that I do. So when someone says, I feel guilty, the first thing I I hear is out of order. Mm. You feel guilty because something is out of order. What is out of order? Who made you feel out of order? And when's the first time that happened to you? When you felt like something you wanted for yourself, you weren't supposed to have. And they made you feel bad about it. The second thing, the shame, a lot of the shame that is created for us is because of secrecy, Mm. which I believe in privacy, confidentiality, discretion. But when we get into secrets, we get into a very dangerous place because secrets are what trap people and get them abused and and harmed and hurt in so many different ways. And I'm not just talking sexually and physically and right. You know, a lot of secrets plagued a lot of the world's view of Christians. You know what I mean? Like secrets can really be entrapping and it creates this shame. So when you feel like you have to take off in secret, you have to go on vacation in secret, you have to pretend that you've always been available and ghost people and not respond, 
that's where the shame comes up. So I say make an announcement that vulnerability really does cure shame. It really does. And it's not a, a instant fix. It's things you got to look at all the things that you haven't been vulnerable about. But if you know that you've been considering yourself a private person, but it was really because you needed to keep things secret because you didn't want to have to explain because you didn't have those boundaries, like it all ties back to, to being out of order, being off balance in that, then I say, put a post up for all the people who are into social media, put a post up. I think ours is still up because today, the day that we're recording this, September 1st, is the first official day back from self-location. So my post is probably still up till we take it down. We pin a post that says off for self-location for six weeks. And mm -hmm. then a little description that explains what we're doing, why we're doing it and how we're doing it. Only because we have a business. If it was just for personal reasons, it would say I am off the grid, period. So you can leave me as many DMs as you want. I'm not answering. Nobody's <laughs> checking. It's going to say unread. And that's okay that you're offended because your offense is not my problem unless I've internalized it because it's anchored to a trauma that I haven't dealt with yet. Okay. And just being really honest about where that's coming from. That's really about me and not about the person who's offended me. So being clear about where that's coming from. The guilt is usually because we feel like we're expected to be available. We're expected to be accessible. So mm. then I have to back my clients up and say, okay, who are you available for? Who needs to access you? And of course they go to list. Oh, you know, supervisors, team, uh, most of my clients own their own company. So, you know, my, my team, my, our clients, are these grown people or are they five-year-olds? <laughs> oh, well, they're, they're all grown. Cause it's, you know, it is different if you work with children, right? They don't really understand boundaries in the same way. Um, we, then we got to talk to their parents and, you know, school them that way. Okay, these are adults who understand that if you were in the hospital with an IV drip in your arm and tubes and all the things yes. for a few weeks, will nobody bother you, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Is that what you want to happen in order to have some time? Because that's what your body will hear. Your body will hear because your body tells on yourself all the time because that's where trauma lives. Your body hears, oh, you're not listening to me? When I try, when I gave you a little headache, I gave you a little sinus Sinus cold, I bothered your tummy a little bit. You didn't hear those small signs that you need to slow down mm. and, and step back. So you waiting for you to be uncalibrated all the way where you now trip fell into a pothole in the street and broke something. Mm. Now you're waiting to have to be in the hospital because you had three anxiety attacks in one day. Now, this is what you're waiting for. So your body will absolutely tell on you if you're not listening and you have to slow down to listen. So when they bring up, you know, I feel guilty, I get it. I am super ambitious. And my previous addiction wasn't drugs and alcohol and sex and all the things. My addiction was stress, the stress of the busyness. So I am very personally and professionally familiar with the need to go, go, go. But when I got to the root, I realized that my addiction to the stress was to do all these things because nine-year-old Nikita, who was abandoned by her mother, was still trying to prove that she was worthy of her staying in her life. Wow. And when I realized that, I said, oh, okay, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to prove myself to this imaginary narrative that I had that I wasn't worthy when God said you were the moment that you had breath in your body, right? Period, right. And so I have to take them back. I can't, I love to, I call my work play. I can't play with people who don't want to play deep. Because we have just as much fun and shaking maracas and dancing and loving and laughing about good marital orgasms and all of it just as much as we do the deeper work. So if you want to play with me, you got to be prepared to get messy so we can literally go from the mess to those multi-generational imprints. 
And that's what I would say. So it really depends on how much time they got for me when they ask that question. <laughs> if you got time, I got time. Right? I got time. That's right. This is so, I hope you all are being blessed and really, really, really blessed by uh, what Nikita is saying. Now, Nikita, I want to let them know where they can find you because there may be someone listening to us that may want to become a client yeah. or want to ask you some questions or on how they can get over some of this trauma that's causing them to uh, uh, not be able to be intentionally selfish. I mm. so appreciate the, your approach to this whole subject. So you are, we are listening to Nikita Ren Thigpen, and I am grateful to have her uh, with us today. Um, she is, we're talking today about intentional, intentionally selfish. This is a term that Nikita coined through her business, um, Thig Pro. And so I'm grateful uh, for the work that she is doing and that she is on our podcast. You can find her on Facebook at Ask Nikita, the same on Instagram at Ask Nikita and on uh, Twitter. You can also find her at Ask Nikita. On LinkedIn, you can go there and she's at Nikita Thigpen. I also want you to know about her book um, through Barnes and Noble. She has a book there that's uh, really, really selling off the shelves in, in Barnes and Noble, Selfish Permission to Pause live, love, and laugh your way to joy. I am so grateful to have her with us today in the Harmonize Your Life uh, podcast. That's what you're listening to. If you're just tuning in, you are listening to the Harmonize Your Life podcast with your host, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. You can find us at Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify uh, podcast. You can also, if you're not listening to us on YouTube, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe to my YouTube channel. You'll be able to uh, be notified every Monday when new episodes are uploaded here on the YouTube channel. You'll get a notification. Even on the podcast, you'll get a notification and let you know that a new episode has been uploaded from the Harmonize Your Life podcast. Women that are listening to us today, join the Harmonize Your Life Women's Self-Care Network. We have a network of women who I work with through our uh, self-care network, and we invite you to join us because we are we're doing it. We're doing all the things, as they say. We're wives, mothers, teachers. We're doctors, lawyers, accountants. We are pastors. We are leaders in the community. We are just everyday women that are that are concerned about self-care for ourselves but not only for us, but for others and for each and every one of us. And so we hold one another accountable. We do some pretty awesome and exciting things in the self-care network. And I invite you to join us there. Nikita, I'm yes. so grateful that you were with <laughs> us today. Can you give us one last pearl of wisdom as we sign off today? Yes. I mean, you said so much as well, and I'm just honored to be in good energy with you. So thank you, Dr. Tony. Last one good pearl, I would say, be honest with yourself to honor the space you're in so that you can really gift yourself an option to create joy and not be tethered to those old expired expectations of yourself. Honor you, who you are now, so you can go forward. Wow. Honor you, who you are now, so you can go forward. Thank you for being such an awesome guest and kicking off the season eight of the Harmonize Your Life 
podcast with your host, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. We are so excited. Listen, if if the, if if Nikita is any indication of what this uh, season of the podcast is going to be, you're in for a treat all all the month of September, October, and November before we go on our next hiatus in December. Okay, all right, <laughs> all right. Thank you. We'll see you again next week on Harmonize Your Life Conversations on Self Care for Women of Color podcast with your host, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. See you soon. Hi, this is Dr. Tony Alvarado. I am so delighted about bringing the Harmonize Your Life podcast to you. Would you do me a favor? If you are enjoying this podcast, would you email me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com? I want to hear from you. I want your feedback. I want to know if there are any other topics that you are interested in as it relates to wellness, self-care, nutrition, or just overall bringing harmony into your life. Email me, contact me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com.